When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And, you know, I I say this every time, I love all my guests, but I really like it when I get to have fellow members of the C-Suite Network on, because again, I think it's such a phenomenal organization. Check it out, folks. Make sure you do. But for now, please join me in welcoming Hugh Ballou to our program today. Welcome, Hugh. How are you? Awesome. And I'm better when I'm with Deb Cryer. So thank you for inviting me. Oh, such fun, such fun. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you, and then we will jump into this. So Hugh Ballou works with visionary leaders and their teams to develop a purpose-driven, high-performance culture that significantly increases productivity, profits, job satisfaction through dramatically decreasing confusion, conflicts, and under-functioning. With 40 years as a musical conductor, Hugh uses the leadership skills utilized daily by the conductor in teaching relevant leadership skills, creating a culture that responds to the nuances of the leader as a skilled orchestra responds to the musical director while still allowing each person to excel in their personal discipline while empowering the culture. In his work with nonprofit leaders and corporate executives for 34 plus years, excuse me, applying his unique transformational leadership concepts, Hugh has developed comprehensive systems and strategies for empowering leadership, leading social change. His books, ebooks, online programs, podcasts, he didn't have that in there, but we know about his podcasts, and live presentations have impacted leaders worldwide with his unique and proprietary leadership methodology. So again, Hugh, welcome. Thank you for that. I'm, I'm excited to unpack the questions and, and inspire people to step up to their greatness they already have, but maybe haven't tapped. Right. I love it. I love it. Well, I always like to ask my guests how it is that they got to where they are today. So tell us a little bit more about that. Um, You know, I've I've had a a career of different things all culminating in what I do now. Okay. I was a music director in small to mega churches Mm -hmm. and I had to coordinate a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So working in a Mm 12,000 member church, you imagine there were lots of moving parts with Mm -hmm. 750 people in the music program and and 22 different groups. Mm -hmm. So I had to coordinate things. And I determined in that engagement as music director, 10%, 10%, that's 10% mm-hmm. of my job was music. So I developed the Baloo 1090 principle, mm-hmm. not the principle 2080, but 1090. Mm-hmm. 10% is your product, service, your events, what you mm-hmm. do, offer people your offerings. Mm-hmm. 90% is the infrastructure that makes it possible, which includes your skill as the mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. So I, I learned a lot there. So I had 40 year career overlapping that. Um, I I bought a small camera store in Florida. I took it from twelve thousand dollars a year to almost a million and a half a year wow. in years. So I I like to grow things. I like to solve problems. I mm-hmm. like to uh, you know last three churches I served were in crisis when I got mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. So I like to look at things and wonder why not. Mm-hmm. I I actually started when I was nothing but potential at eighteen, and I mm-hmm. I did this parallel path and then. 
after 40 years, I said, I've done what I can do. I need to do something mm-hmm. different. So I went into my third career, you know, merchant, conductor. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm, I like to say it's a transformational leadership strategist mm-hmm. because it's all about the strategy and then leading the strategy. Right. And other other consultants. I went from being a consultant to being an insultant, mm-hmm. but I had to quit that because there wasn't enough time to insult everybody. People mm-hmm. left, that. and so they went, tend to not want to pay you. <laughs> yes, right. And then and then and then resultant. Mm-hmm. So the the leadership strategy is, is develop your plan, mm-hmm. work your plan, and that seems simple to say, but it's really so complex. Mm-hmm. What I get to do is work with great people around the world, sharing what I, and you know, I am an expert on this because I've already made the mistakes. Mm -hmm. So it qualifies me to talk. Perfect. I love it. I love it. You know, and, and I love that being a conductor truly does tie into all of this because so many times when we see a leader, they don't have the training to be a leader. And I've talked about this recently on several programs. They got promoted because they could do the job, you know, whatever it was. They were the best marketing person, the best accountant, the best whatever, or somebody's buddy, right? And and they got promoted, but they have absolutely no true leadership skills. And so it's very much like, you know, if you handed somebody a baton and put them in front of, you know, whether it's a four-piece or multi-piece orchestra and said, we want to hear Tchaikovsky. they're going to go, no, Um, or worse, they'll flounder around and maybe get some of it done because the orchestra players know what they're doing. Um, And that's often the case is what happens is your musicians or your employees know better about what's going on than the leader. Um, And so, but it's kind of hit and miss. And so I love that it's this great combination that you have. Well, um, the picture for those people that are looking, but if Mm -hmm. you're not, Picture behind me is me directing the orchestra here, Lynchburg Symphony in 2018, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm that's my better side. It's the back back of me. <laughs> the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Standing on the podium mm-hmm. means something you stand on, mm-hmm. and I've got on the music stand mm-hmm. my orchestra score, mm-hmm. the equivalent of your strategic plan for right. your business, your church, your nonprofit, mm-hmm. whatever. If you don't have that roadmap, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be leading. So first of all. Mm-hmm. You need to have it. And then you need to understand that nothing happens without leadership. Mm-hmm. You can build a team, but you got to lead the team. Mm-hmm. Build a strategy. You have to lead the strategy. Mm-hmm. What you described, people get promoted because they're good at doing. Mm-hmm. We have to switch from doing to leading. Right. And of all the words that are most misunderstood, mm-hmm. leadership is one. People think, let's go back to the orchestra analogy. Mm-hmm. People think a conductor is a dictator. Right. Well, I've hired players from a major orchestra. They are union members. They mm-hmm. got two hours. Mm-hmm. In the two hours, they're leaving. Right. Whether you're done or not. So mm-hmm. you've got, and so we're perceived to be dictators. Mm-hmm. Well, you got this little white stick, we call mm-hmm. it a baton, and you got pretty cocky union musicians who are mm-hmm. very capable, by the way. Mm-hmm. Can't make them do anything. So being the boss doesn't work. Right. Matter of fact, some conductors that have beat up on the orchestra rehearsal find it in concert. They get even because they play poorly and you look bad. Mm-hmm, right. It's like, wait a minute. What the heck? Mm-hmm. I can't make them do things. What mm-hmm. I can do in that mm-hmm. time slot I've booked is I can influence them mm-hmm. to make great music, to function together, mm-hmm. so bring people together as singers. We make a choir. We bring mm-hmm. people together as instrumentalists. We form, mm-hmm. transform them into an orchestra. Then we transform the culture into an ensemble. Mm-hmm. So my business and my nonprofit are both called Center Vision. It's the synergy of the common vision. We hold the vision, but we have to build that synergy mm-hmm. for people to buy into it and actually perform. So right. it's a it's a, what I do differently is connect the strategy mm-hmm. and integrate it into performance, mm-hmm. which is a big gap and where most of the failure is. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and as you mentioned, the other big failure is trying to do something without that plan, without that musical score. Um, you know, and and it doesn't matter if you're a solopreneur or if you have a company that's you know pretty good size and you've got one employee, thousands of employees. If you're just kind of fumbling around with nothing in front of you, some things might get done just purely by luck, right? <laughs> you know, but for the most part, it's going to sound like however many people playing what they want 
<laughs> you know, or or doing what they want with work. And you know, and and so talk to us about how somebody develops that strategic plan. So you have cacophony without it. It's it's really it's a it's like when they're all tuning, right? Beep, 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 right? <laughs> you ever been there and they're getting ready to tune, they're mm-hmm. playing the tune up. That's that's what you get. Mm-hmm. It's random sounds. Mm-hmm. When really we have to create revenue. We mm-hmm. create revenue by providing value. I don't right. care if you're running nonprofit's a bad name, but you got to create revenue. It's mm-hmm. a business. That's a for-purpose business. Mm-hmm. We're in business to provide value for to people. Mm-hmm. So that value mm-hmm. generate revenue. Mm-hmm. Wasted time is wasted money. And the Gallup polls over and over again say that 770% of the workforce is either disengaged mm-hmm. or actively disengaged. Right. Those that are quietly-ish quitting. Playing cards on their computer, not mm-hmm. doing the leader says, do this. Mm-hmm. Well, we actually set up problems. So mm-hmm. what I learned with the orchestra is, you know, people respond directly mm-hmm. to the leadership. Mm-hmm. And so the culture responds to the leader. Mm-hmm. And so the strategic plan is different from a business plan, mm-hmm. different from an executive summary, but you need all those plans. And you right. can't a marketing plan or a nonprofit, a funding plan mm-hmm. until you have your roadmap. Mm-hmm your strategic plan. And in my nonprofit, we call it a solution map. Mm -hmm. It's a solution. So you identify the future. Remember, we're leaders because we're visionary. Potential. So Mm -hmm. we identify the end result. Mm -hmm. We come backwards and we define how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. But we, we want to tell people all about what we do without telling them why it's important. Mm -hmm. But there's a sequence to things that we we need to communicate the importance of what we're doing, mm-hmm. why it's relevant, mm-hmm. and how people can expect the results. Mm-hmm. They want results in their brain, but how do they connect it? Well, it starts out with right. the strategy. And if you don't have a strategy, you should shut down and stop working and mm-hmm. build a strategy. Right, because you're just going to waste your money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you irritate a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, you know, again, how do we develop that? Because the problem is, I think many people think they have it because they have, say, a marketing plan or they have bits and pieces of it, but they don't have in orchestral terms that full score. They might just have, you know, the the part for the the woodwinds. See, I know my orchestras. (laughs) Now, I've, in a pinch, I've had to conduct from a violin score part or something that I didn't have right. before. Mm-hmm. That's not desirable because you can't see what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A musical score, everything that happens is written down. Right. And every person, the choir, they all mm-hmm. have their parts, the instrumentalists, mm-hmm. everybody has their part. Mm-hmm. And so our job is to lead people through the process, build that synergy. Mm-hmm. Well, listening is an underrated leadership skill. We mm-hmm. listen. But we teach people to listen to each mm-hmm. other. We teach them that, oh, there's a collaborative piece that builds the synergy that we don't really know how to do. Mm-hmm. So basically, we're helping people go forward. Mm-hmm. So I do have a podcast called The 31 Days to Becoming a Better mm-hmm. Leader. Mm-hmm. And it's free, and people could go to betterleader.me and get it. So in that 31 days, mm-hmm. there is a module on strategic plan. I've mm-hmm. given a lot of content in that. So the mm-hmm. BetterLeader.me gives you here are all the components of mm-hmm. a strategy. And it's pretty much here's what it is. You can put in your answer. Here's the next piece. Put in your mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. And what you discover in, along the way is, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, here's ways I can provide value. Oh, mm-hmm. I really need to do what I thought I needed to do. But you also get clarity of your message. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, if you like, I'll go over. I have four pillars. Mm-hmm. Four yes, definitely. These four come from music, but if you can master these, mm-hmm. you lead anywhere. Now, mm-hmm. some of the people we're talking to are advanced in their leadership. Some people are early on. Some mm-hmm. people have nothing but potential. Mm-hmm. Now, I was nothing but potential at one time. So mm-hmm. I, I recommend not trying to make all the mistakes to learn, but to learn from somebody else. Right. First. Mm-hmm. You're going to make mistakes anyway, but they're smarter mistakes. So mm-hmm. here's four principles. I'll just give you the overview of the four. Mm-hmm. And in conducting, you step on the podium. Mm-hmm. You got to know the score. What you've mm-hmm. got in front of you 
you have to know every piece of it. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to be prepared to lead the rehearsal in non-musical terms. It's your foundations, be mm-hmm. able to articulate your vision, where we're going and how we're getting there and be able to lead it. So your mm-hmm. foundational piece is so key to making mm-hmm. it happen. Second one, when I hired contract orchestras in my mega churches, I'd hire the best players I could. Mm-hmm. We need to surround ourselves with very capable people. So mm-hmm. the second one is relationships. First one is foundations. Here's mm-hmm. where we're going. Next, we need the people to do it. So you mm-hmm. build and maintain really effective leaderships. You're mm-hmm. the leader. They're the doer. Mm-hmm. Third one, we rehearse. So rehearse for success. Mm-hmm. We it's about systems. Hey, mm-hmm. so Jeff, have you ever been to a boring, unproductive meeting? Oh, never. <laughs> Those endless boring. meetings that go on. And and yeah. you're like, why are we here? <laughs> it's, it's it's really terrible. Mm-hmm. And but so I've developed here's here's how conductors get a lot done in a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. So you spend so having systems. So most dysfunctional is meetings. And I don't mm-hmm. care what. What size organization? Mm-hmm. We repeat the same problems and mm-hmm. say, "Oh, meetings are boring." We don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. There's other dysfunction. Let's focus on meetings. This way, you build a high performance team mm-hmm. where you kill it. Mm-hmm. So, the number one principle is you don't. I, I've been a teacher, been a college teacher, been a middle school teacher, mm-hmm. I've been a conductor. Neither one uses an agenda. Teachers use learning objectives. Mm-hmm. Conductors use performance objectives mm-hmm. as a professional facilitator trained and certified as a meeting facilitator. Mm-hmm. Close to music, we use deliverables. Mm-hmm. We're going to accomplish A, B, C. Right. So come into the meeting knowing what we're going to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And they know what kind of meeting. So systems, be very clear on mm-hmm. systems. You can do a whole module on that. And then I do have programs in the last one. Mm-hmm. Meetings is in that 31 days as well. Mm-hmm. The last one. If you listen to a whole symphony or you go to a rock concert, there's punctuations, rests. Mm-hmm. That's not absence of sound. It's a punctuation. Right. Yeah, the great Mrs. Solemnus of Beethoven has this mm-hmm. great pause, and then this solo violin comes after this big, loud section. Right. Mm-hmm. If we don't pause, if we don't put time on our calendar mm-hmm. to think, mm-hmm. to plan, to review, to mm-hmm. evaluate, we're going to burn out. And right. then we're so that piece makes the other three work. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I want to talk a little bit more about people because, you know, as, as we said, people are checking out there and, and it's not just COVID. I mean, I love the fact that they seem to have come up with this term, you know, that the, the um, you know, quitting early. Well, you know, we've we've all done that. We, you know, especially you know, when we decided this was not working, we might be looking for other jobs. And so we're still, you know, still there doing our job, but we do the bare minimum and just enough to not get fired, right? <laughs> and and so this you know, we and and I think it, it you know, maybe we're seeing it more because of COVID, because people are rethinking what they want to do. But yeah, we at some point we got to stop using that excuse and just figure, okay, you know, what's going on. But, you know, when you mention hiring the best, obviously, you you know, whether it's a, 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 a you know, a, an instrumentalist, a performer, or an employee, you do want the best, unless you're doing like a training program. I mean, you know, you've got interns, you've got all of this, but you still see the best in their potential. Uh, you know, and, and so, but, but getting them motivated, I think is one of the trickiest things. And again, I think of this like the, the musician, they can play the notes. They might play them perfectly. But if they're just playing it, it's so different than when they're interpreting and when they're putting their heart and their soul. I mean, you know, we've certainly seen performers where, you know, or, or you know, a, a speaker maybe who is just giving the presentation. You know, the, the performer who's done that song 900 million times and they're up there and they're just la di da di da di da. Um, you know, and and so how do you get people motivated to at least a good part of the time be giving their very best? There's a saying, um, let's do the relationship piece first. There's a saying that if the orchestra respects the conductor, they mm-hmm. play the conductor right. in. Mm-hmm. If they don't, they play exactly as you direct. Mm-hmm. 
I wrote. Now you can hear the same piece of music performed by mm-hmm. different orchestras and different directors, mm-hmm. or maybe in the same orchestra, but different different conductors. Mm-hmm. One can be okay, that was nice, and mm-hmm. one can be, wow, right, because of the influence of the leader. Mm-hmm. And so it it's a, the reflection of the culture is mm-hmm. a reflection of the leader. So we what what they see is what we get. Mm-hmm. And so there's a term in the military where if you're not respected by your platoon, mm-hmm. you get shot in the back in combat. Mm-hmm. Corporate leaders that get shot in the back every day don't mm-hmm. even know it because there's right. all stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And people are dodging the work bullet. Mm-hmm. They're getting by and not getting noticed. Mm-hmm. Unknowingly, leaders, un- unintentionally, leaders set up a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. We insulate ourselves. So we don't hear from the people that know things that can help. Mm-hmm. I used to love going to Disney and you could ask the person sweeping the street anything. Mm-hmm. They could help you get there. They could answer mm-hmm. the question. They were the hospitality people, but there mm-hmm. were in the streets. So we, we ignore information from the reception, mm-hmm. from the janitor. Mm-hmm. When I do a, a planning, I do corporate leadership planning and you, with a top team, but for information gathering, we need to check with people that they don't normally check. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't ask questions sometimes because we don't want to hear the answers. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Being transparent, being vulnerable are primary mm-hmm. leadership qualities, but also listening. Mm-hmm. Do we listen or talk more? Mm-hmm. And have we insulated ourselves? So we cre- now we're powerful as leaders and we mm-hmm. create this aura of being untouchable. Mm-hmm. So I've done workshops for different groups and companies like quality control people, mm-hmm. the accountants, or, you know, HR people. Mm-hmm. They know stuff that can help the company be more profitable. Right. But the common complaint in those groups is the CEO will not listen to mm-hmm. it. So, so or they're they're afraid to even try to be heard. And they don't want to throw a question out and have people respond to it because they feel, oh, then they're going to expect me to do what they said. Mm-hmm. We're gathering data. Mm-hmm. Answer will be part of the answer. It may not show up as you mm-hmm. define it, but you're part of creating the solution. Mm-hmm. So the leader makes the final decision and you make that clear. Mm-hmm. You make it, And sometimes that helps people feel a part of the end mm-hmm. result, part of the solution if mm-hmm. you're solving a problem. Even if they don't see their name on it, they realize, you know, I helped. Right. Mm-hmm. So how do we, below communication, below mm-hmm. leadership, below financial success, mm-hmm. relationship? That's mm-hmm. the foundation. And and so always, always work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Always, always work on relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I've, I've shared this story before. Um, I'm from Colorado. And so, of course, the Denver Broncos, that's my football team. And when they, nah, the Falcons are okay. You know, they, I'm, I'm in Atlanta now, but you know, the Broncos are still my team. But when Peyton Manning came on board, now, you know, even people who don't know football pretty much know Peyton Manning um, and, and know that, that he's a terrific leader. I mean, you know, and, and, and not just because he was the quarterback, he was just, you know, that was his persona. And I remember when he started with the Broncos, he had told them, he said, you put together a binder for me that has basically a dossier on every single person who works here from the maintenance guys to, um, you know, the, the owner of the team and everybody in between. I mean, you know, John Elway would have been in there because he was, you know, a, a still with the team. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And, and, you know, and, and he said, I want to know, I want a picture of them, first of all, so that I can recognize them. He said, and I want to know a little bit about each one personal and, you know, how many kids, I mean, all of those things, things that you could probably legally now not ask in some cases, but, um, you know, and, and, and he said, because when I see that person, I'm going to talk to them and ask them, what do you think we could change? And he said, and the, the team owner is just as important as the maintenance guy and the janitor. And he said, but I have to be able to say, Hey, Bob, how are you doing today? How's, how's your daughter? You know, is she, she having a good time off in college? Um, and, and to him, it truly was all about those relationships and darned if he didn't win a Super Bowl doing that. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> we don't realize how powerful the relationship piece is. Mm -hmm. And we we want to, some leaders step over people and abuse people to get mm -hmm. to where they want to be. And to me, those aren't leaders. No. And, you know, it, it costs a lot more money to replace an employee, mm -hmm. realize. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's probably four times what we think the cost is. Right. And and so the keeping the attrition is very costly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, retention for the right people, of mm -hmm. course. Some people need to move on, but for the right people. So we need to be able to hire the right people and we need to be able to assimilate them into the mm -hmm. workforce. And we need to create a program of mm -hmm. continuing. There's a continuous development program commercially. I do mm -hmm. continuing development. How do we, as a leader, continue mm -hmm. our personal growth? Mm -hmm. Ron, the, the passionate speaker, used to say, work on yourself harder than you work on your business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we want to teach others because people will do what the leader does. Mm -hmm. We form the culture by mm -hmm. our behaviors, not by what we say. Mm -hmm. I love it. You know, and it, it is, it's so important that we acknowledge that, you know, the person in charge might not be the leader. You know, it, it could be that it's, it's somebody else who's there. And, you know, and, and that, that really does happen, you know, in many cases with the orchestra, because you've got your first violinist, you know, who is, you know, the kind of, kind of that uh, second in, in command type of person. So, you know, talk to us a little bit more about that. Should a company have, you know, somebody who is, you know, an, another person who's in charge, things like that? That's actually the concert master, concert mister, who is, mm -hmm. is, is the um, first chair first violinist mm -hmm. and you have second chair but every, right, because if it's a big enough orchestra they're going to have more than one first violinist mm -hmm. well they have 20 or 30 maybe mm -hmm. um, but the the concert master is the next one they come up and tune tune the mm -hmm. orchestra and um in some cases they're even an associate director mm -hmm. uh, more commonly they're the when you want to say something to the string sections as a conductor you talk to the concert master mm -hmm. You don't talk to the strings. They he or she is one of them. He or she is one of them, but mm -hmm. they know the language. Mm -hmm. you know, I want this effect, and they translate mm -hmm. the violin talk. Mm -hmm. But that's that's a protocol. And and what we do is we build a clear culture of performance standards. Mm -hmm. It's guiding principles. I mean, you don't come late. Mm -hmm. And there's a clock, especially if it's a union orchestra behind mm -hmm. it. Oh, right. Yeah. If it's Everybody union, goes, boy. Whoo, yeah. <laughs> you know, top of the hour, mm -hmm. master stands up and says, let's, and they, mm -hmm. they so you don't tune on your time, you tune on the paid mm -hmm. time. Right. And then um, you, then there's, there's just protocol things, but you, mm -hmm. and it tells you how much time is left. Mm -hmm. And then there's a required break. Mm -hmm. Some people to perform at a high standard. The other thing is we don't say stupid things like, watch me. Well, give them a reason to watch you. Mm -hmm. Orchestras are pretty good at that. Choirs are not. Mm -hmm. And one of the big mistakes a uh, core conductor makes is say, watch the director. Well, you're doing like this, beating time. Mm -hmm. Watch you. So right. we want to engage people and we mm -hmm. want to know people. You look, find somebody to look at. So we, we're kept, kept, we're, we're we're making, we built capital with our mm -hmm. intellectual or relationship capital, rather. We built relationship capital, and that's what matters. Mm -hmm. That happens off time, but we mm -hmm. also maintain it when we're working together. Mm -hmm. So back to the differentiation. Mm -hmm. Play the instruments. No, we're the conductor. We're the leader. We mm -hmm. have, we actually, transformational leadership is a, what I defined when I said we bring people in and transform mm -hmm. them the, the ensemble it's we bring people to the culture and then we transform the culture into that ensemble of mm -hmm. excellence so they perform like a orchestra and anytime we have to tell people what to do we are mm -hmm. weak them and we're creating a problem mm -hmm. rather we have the strategy so they know what they're supposed to do mm -hmm. guide the process and here's the big one we make course corrections now mm -hmm. i'm in a rehearsal i got mm -hmm. all these players here i got a hundred piece orchestra i got 200 singers up there i got mm -hmm. soloists we're doing a rehearsal and i stop and i say trumpets that's too loud mm -hmm. take it down one dynamic level mm -hmm. now, 
I've spoken directly to the problem where mm-hmm. it is. I've defined what to do. To mm-hmm. fix. And I said, let's have another go at mm-hmm. it. Go back and do it. Now, they're not mad. I didn't insult them. Right. Everybody knows they're too loud. If mm-hmm. I don't stop and fix it, then I have shown up as a poor leader. Right. Because everybody else is like, well, wait a minute. We can hear it. Um, you know, and, and the other important thing was you gave clear direction. And I think that's the problem so many times with businesses is we're told, go and do. <laughs> we we trust you. We empower you. Okay, that's great. We want to be trusted. We want to be empowered. But we still need direction. Well, and I've seen conductors say that didn't work. Let's do it again with no an- analysis. Right. And everybody's like, well, what didn't work? And, and Because yeah, if they don't know what didn't work, they don't know how to fix it. You create respect by your competency mm-hmm. and how handle it mm-hmm. and now so the 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 trumpet players were not insulted right. i didn't insult them mm-hmm. and it's and it's the context of okay i'm going to tell you when there needs to be mm-hmm. something you need to adjust so it is it is it's not bad or good it is okay they they're in the back mm-hmm. playing a loud instrument they can't tell what the balance right. is mm-hmm. i'm the only one that can tell what the balance mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. so if i don't step up and I've, I'm amazed, I'm amazed, Deb, how many power leaders don't want to make those course corrections in their team because mm-hmm. they're afraid of offending somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not good. Right. We have to speak directly to mm-hmm. the issue, talk about what the solution is. Mm-hmm. If you can stay away from using the word you, that puts mm-hmm. people in a defensive posture. Puppets, right. mm-hmm. that's too loud, take mm-hmm. it down. I didn't criticize that. Right. And you're talking to all of them as a whole. Yes. Now, it might have been one or two that was, you know, they were kind of the extra loud ones. But, you know, if you address everybody, then they all go, oh, okay. Well, and, you know, in the South, you don't say you anyway. You say y'all. Y'all. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of you say all y'all. Mm-hmm. I learned that when I moved down here. Mm-hmm. Well, it, you know, uh, so I read the the you have kind of a, a guideline that goes along with the 30 days to becoming a better leader action guide for the podcast. And one of the things that you talk about in there is how important a consensus is. And I love that because, you know, I just I've I read it several times. And, and it, so talk to us more about that. And, and first of all, tell us what a consensus is and why it's so important. That's a critical piece. And I'm surprised how many people do not know. And so some people think consensus and compromise are the same thing, Mm -hmm. but they're opposites. Mm -hmm. So compromise is lose-lose. Everybody gets up something. Everybody goes away feeling defeated. Mm -hmm. Consensus is win-win or no deal. Mm -hmm. So Robert's Rules of Order, a good process manual. I even met people that actually read the book and understand it, but we, we pretend to use it, but mm-hmm. we come into a meeting divided. Mm-hmm. Somebody makes a motion, somebody sex, uh, seconds it, mm-hmm. have a discussion, mm-hmm. and we vote on it. So we come in divided, we vote on it, it passes five to four, because we've been taught to have odd numbers. Like right. On a, yeah, on a because, because then you can have a majority. Well, then you have the, the muscle group outvote the minor group. Mm-hmm. So what happens is you're placing the vote that make breaks the tie. So mm-hmm. you're still making the decision. So you've right. not really accomplished anything. You can mm-hmm. make it by yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you teach consensus, it doesn't matter if it's odd or even. If you can't have consensus around it, it's not unanimous agreement, but it's us consenting to a decision that we mm-hmm. understand is going to be for the benefit of the organization. Mm-hmm. No matter what kind of organization. So the, the short definition is it what it's not. It's not a power subgroup. It's not mm-hmm. insisting on our own way. It's not getting mad. It's not just saying I, I, this, mm-hmm. this or nothing. It's it's a it's a decision that's hammered out in a group discussion, mm-hmm. and it's backed by relationship mm-hmm. because you're created together. So I've been in many meetings where they've had option A, option B, option C, and they have a third of the vote for each one. So what do you do then, Mr. Mm -hmm. Number person? Mm -hmm. So if we don't have a clear consensus, we park it and Mm -hmm. say, what do we need to discover? So we go out and we discover and we come back and Mm -hmm. we look at it again. Have we learned more information? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's about solving a problem. 
And, and if you, so I've had a group of 10 and I said, write on a piece of paper what the problem is. Mm-hmm. And you know, you'll get 11 answers. Somebody right. is, out of those 10 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're different. Mm-hmm. We're going to solve a problem and we can't even agree on what that problem is. Mm-hmm. We go start. This is a, this is a um, facilitation tool building consensus. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to, let's just pick one one way to use consensus. So we're solving a problem. Mm-hmm. First, what is the problem we're solving? Right. We need to all decide on what the problem is. What we sometimes get to is result of the problem, not the problem itself. Mm-hmm. So can we go backwards from what you said? And mm-hmm. is there something behind that or above that that's really causing mm-hmm. it? And then list all the reasons that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And in that, we're going to get some fuel for making a decision. Mm-hmm. In that process, what we're doing is building a relationship. We're mm-hmm. teaching people teamwork without mm-hmm. doing the touchy-feely team mm-hmm. junk. Because people do the funny things, the ropes courses, the, all that stuff, and they go back to what they were doing in the first place. I, I had to do those. The, <laughs> I hated those. I did not trust that those people were going to catch me. <laughs> And you're thinking about other things, but it doesn't doesn't really change the culture mm-hmm. of performance. Right. It gives you a sense of what's possible. But if you actually work this through, it's changing how we work together. Mm-hmm. So in building the consensus, we come up with an answer. The most important thing, however, isn't that data. It's what happens in the group. Ah. So leaders thinking out of the box of how do we mm-hmm. build team energy? Mm-hmm. How do we build a collaborative culture that people mm-hmm. understand to work together. Cause we have, mm-hmm. when I do goals and each department shows up and shares their goals or what they're going to do, mm-hmm. we find out, yes, we're, we're independent. We have all these, but it's not mm-hmm. silo where it's our turf. Mm-hmm. This person says, Oh, when they, they hear the other goal, you know, we're doing this work and a byproduct of this work mm-hmm. is what we need. Mm-hmm. So, by sharing goals together, mm-hmm. A, we have an accountability that mm-hmm. we show up. It's, it's not me being their daddy as the leader. It's mm-hmm. me facilitating the process, and they hold eat this peer-to-peer mm-hmm. accountability. So they they agree, and they see the interdependence of what we do. It just It's independent. Yes, you got to do your work, but there's an interdependent, mm-hmm. but there's also a collaborative piece mm-hmm. which teams can discover. So back to what I said, when we give answers, we weaken people. They can't mm-hmm. define their own answers. We coach them to the right answers. Mm-hmm. Coaching is different from micromanaging. Right. <laughs> so we we let people define, you know, come to their answers. We give them the skill because you have an open door. You don't want people there all the time. No, because then you can't get your own work done. Mm-hmm. They're depending on you for an answer and it may not work because mm-hmm. you didn't get the full buy-in from them mm-hmm. and they blame you. So, so building consensus is a process. It takes longer. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go back and fix it because you shortchanged the mm-hmm. process. So if, if we're doing the problem solving, they do, they they come to consensus and we do an exercise. Mm-hmm. So they understand what that is. And they, okay, here's the problem. And here's all the reasons. Mm-hmm. Just brainstorming, which means everything goes. Mm-hmm. Here's all the reasons that happens. And then are there ways we can solve it? So we list a bunch of ways. Now, out of that, we can choose, okay, here's the answer. Or... Maybe one, two, three, there's a sequence of events mm-hmm. that the answer. Then we come up, then we move that over to the final result. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to do. So you walk out of there with the collegiality of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Also walk out of there with action plan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously the best course is to have that consensus. But are there times where you have to, you know, almost be the parent do this because I told you to. Um, I don't think that's beneficial. I think here, if, if people are pushing back or they can't make it work, mm-hmm. there's a gap in understanding. Mm-hmm. So having been in sales, when people have an objection, it's a request for information. Mm-hmm. So when people aren't doing it, there's a gap in understanding. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need to beg people. We don't mm-hmm. need to explain ourselves to people. We do need to incentivize people. Mm-hmm. And so um, people, that doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We need to call the question, why isn't it happening? Mm-hmm. What do we need to change? Then we can get into a substantive conversation about um, to try to see if they really understand mm-hmm. what our expectations are. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> one one model, we, we have people in a job, whether they're a volunteer in a nonprofit or a church or mm-hmm. 
or or they're being paid a high salary mm-hmm. in a corporation, we haven't defined the performance expectations. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the tried and true and old stale documents is your job description. Right. And it's become it was necessary to have what you do, but mm-hmm. it's become a list of tasks. Right. Like and this. other duties as assigned. Uh-huh. And I suggest let's reframe that into a, a position description. Mm-hmm. It's a position. It's what it entails. Here's your right. qualifications, what it entails. And then your role and responsibility, mm-hmm. like, suppose it's marketing. Your job, your responsibility is to define, create, and implement mm-hmm. marketing strategies that will increase our revenue by 25% at mm-hmm. the same profit margin. Mm-hmm. So. You don't want to tell as a leader them how to do marketing because right. they how you would do it yourself. You hired mm-hmm. an expert. So mm-hmm. that's one place that leaders go into micromanaging, which mm-hmm. self-defeating right. basically kills an mm-hmm. issue. So we then have a conversation around here's what the expectations are and here's where mm-hmm. the rubber's road. We want to tell people, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. Rather Let's define the objective mm-hmm. and then say, how are you going to get there? Right. So we have a conversation where they're defining the steps. Then you say, okay, write it down. Mm-hmm. So A, they can't say they didn't understand it because they wrote it. Mm-hmm. B, they've clarified where it is and put it in writing. Now you can tweak it and say, here it is. Let's sign it. C, it gives you an evaluation tool mm-hmm. and it's an accountability tool. Right. They know where they're going. Mm-hmm where they said they were going. And mm-hmm. so get the evaluation tool to go forward. But we skip all of that part. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Or we have something else happen. I had this happen last week with a nonprofit that I'm involved in. And I asked some people who had my position before me, you know, and, and went back to them. And I said, you know, got this question. There's this thing that we do. Why do we do it that way? And I got back the answer you would expect because it's always been done that way. And one of them even said for 40 some years, this is why, you know, and, and, and it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, you know, but it was, nobody could come up with the why we did it that way. And so, but they, they of course said, so maybe it's time we reevaluate it, which was what I was trying to get to. But yeah, how, you know, we, we laugh about the job description and other duties as assigned, but you know, when you also have the, that's the way we've always done it. No, I mean, now it might be that it's still a very valid way to continue, but you need to know a little bit more about it than just, well, this is the way it's always been done. Which is a reason to trans transform smart goals, mm-hmm. smarter, which is right. evaluate and revise. Mm-hmm. So we we need to constantly be looking at our systems, mm-hmm. our processes, and ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's how we grow, unless you like to accept mediocre. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, the story of the ham. The, mm-hmm. the child asks the mom, why'd you cut the end off the ham? And she said, I don't know. That's what my mom did. So she asked her mom, why do you mm-hmm. do it? Said, that's what my mom did. Mm-hmm. So the grandmother, why did you cut the end off the ham? She said, because the pot was too small. <laughs> and, and yeah, which means it has no valid reason now for us to be doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, we do get caught in the, well, this is the way we've always done it stage. Um, and especially if you are, well, if you're manufacturing, because, you know, your, your stuff does that the certain way. Um, but maybe you need to upgrade your equipment or, you know, it, all these various things. And, and it's funny because I think that the whole AI challenge and difficulties and things, and questions that people have about that, I, that I, to me, that's kind of one of those is, you know, people people don't like that you can now, you know, pose a question and say it will write a blog post for you. And I tell people, okay, for me, it's a draft. And what is the difference between me actually doing a draft or having someone else do it and then I revise it or having the computer do it? What it did was it freed up a person to do something else while I, you know, and, and so I don't have a problem with AI, but, but for all the people that are saying, but we've always done it this way. So we can't now embrace this new technology. It's like, nah, let's rethink this folks. Actually, we're setting up conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and many times we don't welcome 
and help new employees mm-hmm. get assimilated. And we don't mm-hmm. listen because you got to set a fresh eyes. Right. Asking why. Yeah. And you don't really want that. Yeah, but they're, they, they're not. We have blind spots. We're so mm-hmm. close to it. We can't mm-hmm. see what's wrong. And a new person coming on board, mm-hmm. you know, we can answer mm-hmm. why and not feel like they're challenging our mm-hmm. leader. Right. It might help us rethink the purpose of mm-hmm. everything. So mm-hmm. we get into ruts. And if we shut people down, then we're we're setting up problems as right. a leader. Because they're not going to offer their opinion the next time, you know, like yeah. we were saying, um, you know, and 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 a lot of times I think it's it, it is reinforcing that we were always doing it that way. But again, maybe you're rethinking it and going, OK, well, we've always done it this way. Oh, look, we can now do this a little bit better, um, you know, and, and because I think so many times they're like, well, it's been working. So why should we change it? Why not make it work better? And it takes a, a leader with good self-esteem, mm-hmm. you know, awareness that yeah, you know, they don't have all the answers. You're mm-hmm. the leader, and you're not the answer man. Mm-hmm. That's a woman. You're the person that solves problems and leads. Mm-hmm. The fine. I had a leader tell me one day, I, you know, they did this stuff, and I'm not there to tell them what to do, and I'm always right. And I said, wrong. Mm-hmm. My business. I need to be mm-hmm. always right. But what if you're not there? They need to be always right mm-hmm. when you're not there. Right. And then, by the way, there's some decisions they can make. They don't need you because you built mm-hmm. a strategy, mm-hmm. you built expectations, and they write in the report what they mm-hmm. did. That's low level. And then mm-hmm. there's, there's a level when they need to inform you mm-hmm. as they're doing it. And there's a level they need permission. Mm-hmm. We don't teach any of that. We want everybody to tell us everything. Right. We become the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we complain. Hey, my open door policy, you know, I'm, I'm doing nothing but answering people's stupid questions. One of the engagements I had was a manufacturing company up, up north, and uh, the the leader was really strong. And he, mm-hmm. uh, we had everybody in the company. Mm-hmm. They circulated modules, and I did my my leadership thing. I don't know what the mm-hmm. others. I did the same thing, and then we all gathered together, and and I threw out to him, you know, what's the learning you want here? We could mm-hmm. recap and see their learnings. He said, I want to solve a problem. I said, okay. So I was out in a limb. Mm-hmm. And he said, they made um, um, operating room equipment. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he said, in the warehouse, we've taken back products, and there's a million dollars of inventory we're sitting on that we can't sell. What do mm-hmm. we do? So we had a. So he said, I don't have the answer. What do y'all think? Mm-hmm. It was a very lively session. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. A bunch of options. That was a brave leader. Mm-hmm. And he didn't feel bound to do what people said. Mm-hmm. He said, this is discovery for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm stuck. That is being vulnerable. He mm-hmm. didn't whine. He didn't say I'm weak. He said, I don't have the answer mm-hmm. here. That's being human. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, then it comes back to that word you said earlier with relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want a relationship with somebody, you have to value their opinion. You know, you don't have to always go with it, but you have to value it. You have to trust it. Um, all of those things, as opposed to, you know, me, 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 Tarzan, you, Jane, you know, and there's nothing, you know, we're, we're not going to do anything. And, you know, and we've certainly seen people who have the titles, because again, we're not always calling those people leaders, but people who have the titles, who are the dictators, um, you know, and, and they're doing it because they're, you know, you know, scared, as you said, they don't want to admit that they don't know what's going on. And so it comes back to, like I said, you know, we be, you know, they become the parent. You're going to do it this way because I said to. And that's not useful. No, no. So what's the biggest leadership or the most common leadership dysfunction that you see? Over-functioning. Ah. You're doing things that other people could do. Okay. And that's the most common. Mm-hmm. And like you rescue somebody, they're they're your victim. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that by mm-hmm. answers. But also, you don't want to. I, and I hear people say, oh, I need to be willing to do what I ask other people to do. Mm-hmm. And the operative word there is willing. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not going to ask people to do something that you wouldn't be willing to do. Mm-hmm. But you don't need to do it. Remember, mm-hmm. leaders, doers. You're the mm-hmm. leader. Mm-hmm. And, and every time, especially in volunteer organizations, it's a lot harder to do these things in a volunteer-run organization mm-hmm. or, or religious organization. Mm-hmm. But every time we're doing it there, we're robbing 
somebody of an opportunity right. to mm-hmm. and do it better. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, mm-hmm. we don't, we have certain skills, but mm-hmm. we don't have all the skills we need. Mm-hmm. My fourth book was stories of transformational that leaders mm-hmm. had led. And I interviewed Cal Turner um, many years ago, and he talked about going to his leadership team at Dollar General, mm-hmm. an international company, and saying, I've got a vision to go public. I'm, I'm new as the CEO and president. I inherited this because of my genes. My mm-hmm. father started this company. Mm-hmm. You have the skills. I've got the vision. Mm-hmm. They stepped up because they had the skills, and he realized that that wasn't his long suit. Right. So he he made sure the vision was faithfully mm-hmm. executed. Mm-hmm. He'd go visit the stores mm-hmm. and see how people were doing, did stuff that, that the leader ought to be doing, leading. And mm-hmm. then they took it public and they sold it you know, years later for seven over $7 billion. Mm-hmm. Everybody benefit. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hugh, leadership is about defining your gaps and finding good people to fill mm-hmm. those. Mm-hmm. We keep talking about strengths and weaknesses. Okay, you got a skill set. I'll reframe it. Skill set and mm-hmm. a gap. You could do it, but it's not your main. It's right. going to mm-hmm. what you ought to be doing. Mm-hmm. Low-hanging fruit, the menial tasks, the other things. I like to write a lot. Mm-hmm. Somebody else can proof it for me. Mm-hmm. That's not my long suit. Right. A weakness. So we we, mm-hmm. we think delegation is a weakness in mm-hmm. leader. Listening. Now, those are strengths of leaders. Mm-hmm. Being able to not do it all because, mm-hmm. like I said a minute ago, we, we become a bottleneck for mm-hmm. decision making and people get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Right. We're also holding people down, mm-hmm. they could raise the bar mm-hmm. performance. The mm-hmm. one of the descriptions of a transformational leadership culture is where leaders build leaders on teams. Mm-hmm. You want leaders. And right. You want them all, yeah, you know, because they could, you could conceivably have all of them being leaders. That's, you know, that that's not an issue. Right. In their channel, in their level, they mm-hmm. got different decision-making mm-hmm. ability, but, you know, defining the culture and responsibility mm-hmm. instead of having this hierarchy chart, organizational chart, mm-hmm. it's concentric circles where we lead not by power of position, mm-hmm. but by personal influence. Mm-hmm which is much more powerful and it gets much better results and builds a much higher performing right. culture. Right. You know, and, and we see the companies that do that and are successful and then the ones that don't. I mean, you know, right now, one of the biggest examples going on in, in my mind, at least, is Elon Musk. Um, you know, he's now I think he's it's, it's calmed down a bit. But, you know, when when he was saying you will stay and work, you know, 24 hours a day. And, you know, you're it, it just all of the things that the demands that he put on people. Now, he was willing to also do the same. I mean, that was the other thing. You know, they he wasn't telling them from afar, you know, you need to st- he was staying there also. But, it, it you know, there was just it, to me, it seemed well. And, you know, to, to everybody that's looking, at it, it was just so incredibly dysfunctional. And, of course, what happened? Everybody quit. I mean, those that he didn't fire you know, many of them quit. And, um, you know, and, and I think that's, that is the issue is back to what you were saying, you know, when we lose our good people, our best people, you know, that's, that's where, you know, the, the company is going to fail. And it'll be interesting to see in a year where Twitter is, um, you know, and, 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 you know, my th- thought is he's, he's going to find some other bright, shiny object and he'll go off and chase that. But will you know, will Twitter survive that? Well, it's already turned around significantly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he fired a lot of people coming in because they were way too heavy. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely a top heavy organization. And I think that's one of the things that people forget is a lot of those people needed to go. Well, and, you know, there was there was a bad culture in there that was created before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that whole piece might have been by design, mm-hmm. just setting the standards and people right. within themselves out. Mm-hmm. So I don't he's um, a very well he's the richest man on the planet i guess mm-hmm. he's also so something's worked <laughs> tesla the solar panel mm-hmm. twitter so this one's been a challenge but it's it's interesting to sit back and observe mm-hmm. um and it's it's become a viable platform mm-hmm. and not owned by you know people that are manipulating mm-hmm. it's just by him so it's it stands alone with social media so it's a mm-hmm. very bold move mm-hmm. 
Um, and he made a lot of enemies, but he mm-hmm. made a lot of new friends. So right. took a stand and he had some principles. Now, either you like Musk or you're not, and I'm sure he's out for me. But it's interesting to watch how leaders lead. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he's been there to deal with the consequences mm-hmm. of actions. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things. I mean, he 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 did not mandate and then step aside. He mandated and he stayed put and dealt with it. Well, and I didn't see him blame other people. I mean, he right. much took on the And that's what, sometimes we project on others the fault when it's mm-hmm. us. We set up mm-hmm. problems as right. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was very much, this is my decision, you know. And, and I think he might have said other people advised me, but he said, ultimately, these decisions were my decisions. Absolutely. And so overfunctioning is the first one. And then not accepting responsibility mm-hmm. and becoming aware that you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. If there's conflict, everybody participates. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, oh my gosh, you, we've only got a couple minutes left and we didn't even talk about how you work with nonprofits. Um, And I would love to have you on again and talk about that because dealing with leadership at a nonprofit, large, small, whatever, is very different then, you know, for-profit organizations. And, and you know, I, I always, I, I agree with you, you know, nonprofit does not mean no profit. <laughs> you have to make money or yeah, you are a zero profit and you're not functioning, right? Um, but I'd love to have you on again to, to, you know, discuss that in more depth. Yeah, it's this stuff and more because mm-hmm. we have to have basic competencies. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, it's much more difficult mm-hmm. because you don't have the leverage of a paycheck. And mm-hmm. Said I worked in big organizations where I had no paycheck. Mm-hmm. Did have staff that I paid, but also mm-hmm. had, you know, seven hundred fifty people that for the V, the volunteers. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's a whole different skill to. Oh build. yeah, those volunteers. You know, there's there's only so far that passion carries people. <laughs> but fundamentally, you're right. You're right. But fundamentally, or and fundamentally, mm-hmm. people perform at a higher level when they're personally fulfilled. Mm-hmm. They're seeing that they contribute value value, and they're doing something they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. You know, you give people a raise, they're happy. Well, a week Mm -hmm. later, they spin it. So they Mm -hmm. didn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. The process melted off the run. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, um, we're our job to Mm -hmm. help people stay in that passion Mm -hmm. and fulfill. Because the pay really it's necessary, but it's secondary Mm -hmm. in in terms of performance. Mm -hmm. Right. I love it. Well, you know, as I mentioned, we've got just a couple minutes left. So tell us how people find you and what are the services that you provide? Well, I serve as a confidential advisor, helping people either create or evaluate their mm-hmm. strategy. And then the big piece is how do you then implement it? Mm-hmm. So the integration of all those thoughts, how do we take all this brilliant stuff that's in our mind and make it to the finish line? Mm-hmm. And that's a very, it's a very contentious path with lots of pitfalls. So mm-hmm. navigating that, so I work with people one-on-one, I work with people in groups, I have mm-hmm. curriculum, have online study lessons, so they can, my name is Hugh, they can go to abouthugh.com. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a holding place that's about me, and there's a place there they can click on the link to book a time to to talk. Right. Like, Look, I, I got this strategy, what's missing, or mm-hmm. something like that, so it I don't charge for that. I just give people a quick mm-hmm. overview and some ideas mm-hmm. of, of what what to do. Because remember, I made the mistakes. I got some smarts from mm-hmm. doing little, little war wounds, but you know. Mm-hmm. And and if they want the podcast about leadership, it's 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 better. You want to be better, so mm-hmm. betterleader dot me. It's about me. Betterleader dot me takes them to that place where they can listen to all those podcasts, download them on your phone, whatever. So those are two places about you. You get some of my courses and what I do, and then mm-hmm. a, a link so we can connect and actually talk the relationship. Duh. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, this really has been absolutely fascinating, and I, I look forward to the next time we chat. But until then, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? Yeah. we um, Leadership is a journey. It's not a plateau. And so like I quoted earlier with Jim Rohn, always, always work on growing your skills because you get to a certain level and you realize, oh, it's like opening a doorway to a new room. There's a whole lot more stuff. So don't think it's a destination. It's a process. It's a journey. So always, always work on growing your skills and becoming the better leader. 
And anywhere in that podcast, thebetterleader.me, you can plug in no matter where you are on that scale. So don't quit, don't give up. And it, as we're recording this, I'm 76. I've learned more in the last year than I did in the first 75. So you're never too old to learn new things. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having so much fun talking with Hugh Blue. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.